0: When I first came on staff here at All Souls, my husband Jesse and I made the decision to tithe, to give 10% of my salary back to the work of the church. It was not an easy decision. In fact, I, I chased my tail around and around about what to do on into the night and actually right up until it was time to leave home to go to the early service where we would be turning in pledge cards for the first time that in gathering Sunday. Tithing felt like a stretch. It was a stretch. And deep down it was how we wanted to try to order our lives, to start by giving a portion back rather than offering up the dregs what we could manage down the line. So ultimately we went for it, reassuring ourselves with the knowledge that we could always dial it back the next year if it didn't actually work. As Many of you know by now I have accepted a new call. I'll be headed to Church of the Resurrection in Pleasant Hill next month. And as such, without a parish house present there, the search for housing is on. I've been spending a lot of time (laughs) in this realm. And in a recent conversation, weighing what we need and what we want in a home what we might actually be able to pull off, running all the numbers in every which way. Jesse stopped me and said, remember to take tithing into account. I looked at him and what I wanted to say was, oh shit. Are we really gonna keep doing that? (laughs) It suddenly felt very difficult to trust that this way could still work. Trust. There is this sense around here, maybe in particular, that there that somehow we can live apart from it. I've noticed this this sort of growing zeitgeist in the Bay Area, this stance that if we are clever enough, if we are resourced enough, if we are at the top of our game, we can actually rise above trust. It's a way of... Believing that we can go it alone. That if we have enough cash, enough power, we, on our own, can uproot trees and cast them into the ocean without help from God or anyone else. In some ways, this sense in our culture around it It seems pretty close to this strange teaching Jesus offers us today, that if you have just this tiniest speck of faith, you can do anything. That tree, no problem. It's a verse that can be taken to shore up the prosperity gospel's declaration that if you just Pray hard enough if you just believe everything will work out. Up to and including acquiring that personal jet or several. Yikes. Why are the disciples asking for more faith to begin with? Well, As best I can see, it has to do with how Jesus has set this really high bar for them to try to clear. First, he tells a parable of uh, the rich man and Lazarus, with the attending caution that how they live with their neighbor really matters, that trying to change their ways on down the line may, in fact, be too late. And then, right before where we pick up today, (laughs) Jesus tells them that if they cause a vulnerable person to stumble, it would have been better if they'd had a millstone hung around their neck and thrown into the sea. And not only that, not only that, but they must forgive one another over and over even if the same person sins against them 7 times in the very same day you know this person right even still they must forgive them every time hearing these expectations the i think that the disciples find themselves in their own oh shit moment they wanted to follow him but really They blurt out, increase our faith. Of course they do. They are certain that they are not up to the task, that it's too much, too scary, too hard. How could they pull all that off? If only they had more faith it can be hard to wrap our minds around what the disciples are asking for, given all the layers of meaning that have been heaped on to this word, faith, over millennia, and most especially in our more recent American context. Faith is often heard as the opposite of careful intellectual consideration, or something that is incompatible with doubt. It's taken to mean an unquestioning cognitive assent to this static set of beliefs that are required for someone to belong, even if that creedal list doesn't make sense. Those are characteristics that have been piled on to this word. The Greek here, pistis, means essentially trust. It is where we choose to place our trust. It is how we are oriented in trust. At the end of the day, we all place our trust in something, it might be our money or our kin in the free market to keep doing its thing, in the safety net of our litigation prospects, in our privilege. It's where we turn in our fear. Feeling overwhelmed, the disciples plead, increase our faith. And Jesus says, no, sort of. I think what he's trying to illustrate is that even this tiniest bit of faith is enough. Maybe even if it's nearly invisible to the naked eye. Maybe faith isn't something to be quantified, but something to be lived, out loud and in motion. that maybe they are asking the question, even rooted in fear as it is, demonstrates their desire. "You have what you need," he says. Living this challenging way is not reliant on some mammoth faith. Just a bit will do. As I have looked deeper into where we might make our next home, all the factors you know how far from the freeway it might be or what elementary school it might feed into and how those scores and do the scores matter to if the kitchen has been updated since 1970 so i have started to track all these pieces i have been sorely tempted to try to talk Jesse out of his assumption that we would continue tithing. I worked up some, I think, pretty convincing explanations of how giving at a more modest rate would probably make sense now. You know, with the allowance that we could revisit that choice, maybe, maybe increase it some At some later date, which is to say, probably, hopefully, never, it's really tempting. Instead, I've sat with it. I chewed on his reminder that this is who we are, or at least this is who we are trying to be. That this kind of giving is how we're trying to order our lives because this is the countercultural kind of community we want to root ourselves with. Where we all assert that when we give of ourselves towards the, the building up of the realm of God here and now, it only happens together. It sounds great. And still it comes steeped in fear and the wondering if there will be enough and the worry of what we would have to give up to continue this practice. For now, that's where I'm landing, trying to remember that it is a practice. That this faith, this trusting, is not something you either have or don't have, but that it is a practice. It's one we can choose, one we can try on. It's a practice of trust that we have to enter into over and over and over again as life keeps evolving. That, that bar that Jesus sets, that invitation to follow, to live all in together, to live generously, it can seem awfully daunting at first. God's promise is that we already have the bit of trust required to begin.